Welcome. This is Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. I'm Kalina. And I'm Selat. And we're just happy to have you back with us. Yes, thanks for coming back to us. Um, Dude, yeah. it's going to be hot in my car. I can already feel it. <laughs> yeah, it was like 90 today, and the sun's not down yet. You're oh, going to melt. It's gonna, it did rain a little bit, so we got a little relief. So that was good. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's interesting sitting in your car and watching the world go by. So, like, our new house has this really deep, long tandem driveway that could probably fit about four cars and uh, we're getting construction done in one of our units and everybody that walks past our house stops at that construction trash bag that industrial trash bag that's made out of like plastic or whatever fucking ikea bags are made out of you know and so like they're digging through the trash looking for stuff and they don't know that i'm watching them but i've seen two people do it already since i've been sitting (laughs) in this car Oh, man. And someone stole our trash bin the other week. Last week. What? Someone stole our trash bin. Do you have to pay for a new one? No, Denver, because it's a service. Denver provides our trash cans for us. So one night, it was like three in the morning, and I was still awake, and I heard somebody dragging something across the front of our yard. And I was like, hmm, that sounds really, really weird. And my dog, who fucking barks at a leaf falling didn't notify me he didn't bark he slept through the whole fucking thing useless useless (laughs) pancake i was so surprised that he didn't do anything but i got up and stuck my head out like looked through the little blinds and stuff and i still heard it but i didn't see anybody out there and then like two days later dan goes did you ever bring the trash can back did you bring them both back from the alley and i said yeah i brought them back and then Uh, He was like, oh, one of them is gone. I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know what happened. And of course, it takes me forever to put two and two together or one and one together. Is it two and two? One and one. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) Two and two. Two and two. You were right. (laughs) Okay. Put it together. And I was like, holy shit. Someone fucking stole our trash can at three in the morning the other day. And that was the noise I heard. And I walked down the street and I found it. But I wasn't going to take it back because I'm thinking that if you're willing to steal someone's trash and trash can. You're willing to throw down, and I'm not willing to throw down for a trash can. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just called the city and said, I don't know what happened to my trash can. Can I get another one? And they were more than happy to help me with that. Okay. Because, <laughs> I, I, yes, I know they provide them, but I thought if you needed a replacement, you had to pay for it. But I guess that's if it's just, like, broken or something. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe if you if just need like... a different size or something. I think if you wanted an upgrade, they would. Yeah, because there's three different sizes. But when I ordered this one or requested this one, I just asked for the biggest one right off the bat. And she's like, yeah, no problem. But the guy who dropped it off was a little hesitant because <laughs> because we've got all the construction trash right in front of our yard. And he's like, you guys can't throw this stuff in here. So he wasn't going to give us our can. And we're like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, they're, they're going to take that trash. We need a can because someone, that guy down the street... <laughs> took our can like we have no idea where it's at and he's like oh okay as long as you guys don't throw this stuff in there like no we know that yeah speaking of trash like last week was our extra trash day our large item pickup mm-hmm. they did not take the shed <gasps> the broken down shed the little pieces oh, no because no. it's it's construction trash oh <laughs> they will not take boards I didn't know that. Nope, nope, they will not. They nailed a nice piece of paper to it that said, we will not take this. This is construction (laughs) trash. (laughs) Oh, no. I I didn't know they were going to take construction. Yeah, anything that they deem to be construction, they don't take. Ah, So they'll take extra pieces of furniture, you know. They'll take carpet if you roll up carpet. Really? Yeah, they took it from our old house and they took it from this house where our tenant ripped up their carpet, wrapped it up in saran wrap and they took it. Well, that's huge rolls of it. I would have thought that was part of construction. I would have too, but. Oh, so sad. That's a sad story. I had to call 1-800-GOT-JUNK and they came and took it for... Oh, and charged you $500 billion for it? $260, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. But to make myself feel better, 1-800-GOT-JUNK, at least they say, and I have no way of tracking this, but they don't do any <laughs> landfill. Oh, okay. They find ways to either recycle or reuse or something oh, to, that's good. to to majority of their stuff that they take. So like all of my wood, he's like, we'll, we'll 
break it up into wood chips. It'll become mulch or something. Nice. And I was like, okay, at least I'm paying for it and it's not just going to a landfill. Yeah, absolutely. So that's how I I swaged my pain (laughs) of having to pay for someone to come take my shit because the city wouldn't. Uh, Yeah, I saw it out there when I was dropping off all the alcohol that we were going (laughs) to pour down our drain. (laughs) I'm like, prohibition is happening at this house tonight unless somebody wants to take these liquor bottles. (laughs) And I was like, uh... I will rehome those. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad they <laughs> they went to a place. Dan took like two bottles of his whatever whiskey, and that was it. Did you see it? those cute solo um, shot glasses yeah, I left the for tiny you? Ones, I yes. was like, ah, these are going to be perfect for cleanliness if she can make us stuff with it because I couldn't do anything. With it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, okay. So what are we we're a podcast oh Oh, hey what are you guys listening to what (laughs) you're listening to trash talk with sales and kalina what is happening (laughs) the inner workings of denver trash department fascinating podcast about trash (laughs) no 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 that's not what we do here what do we do no, we talk about other trash, trashy Ooh. novels. Apparently, some people would dub this, but we are a podcast who reads and talks about paranormal romance novels. And ooh, do we have a good one for you guys today? Oh this man, one guys! Oh my god, it's so good. We love this book. Oh, so good. So okay. we read "How to Date Your Dragon" by Molly Harper, narrated by Amanda Ranconi, and I didn't get the other the male's narrator's name, Jonathan Davis. Jonathan Davis. All I could see was Davis because on Audible, they have that banner that yeah. goes across yeah. and it blocks his name and I couldn't yeah. get it. Thank you. We read one of Molly Harper's books before with Peter when he was a guest on our show sometime last year. And, um, or some, yeah, I think it was last year. Or maybe yeah. it was the first year. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> or if you wanted to, you could listen to that episode now and it would be like yesterday. Um, yeah, exactly. Tomorrow, we'll prob- for all we'll you know. We'll probably do a TBT for this one with oh, her first book. 100%. Duh. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Um, so yeah, we loved it. And oh, quickie. Quickie. If you had the opportunity to become supernatural, but you had no control over what you would be, would you take the chance? <gasps> would you roll the dice Ooh. and take whatever you became or would you stay human? So I could either be some uh, magnificent, majestic fucking unicorn, Pegasus, something that flies and has magical powers, or I could be a, a chupacabra. Or a chupacabra. <laughs> I was going to say a possum, but a chupacabra. And I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what. You don't know. Oh. That's you hard. could become like a gnome. Oh no! Or you could be like a magical fairy. I mean, oh. it could just be anything, and you have no control over what it does. Would you take the risk? Shit, I don't know. This one's hard. You know what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was gonna say yes, and then I didn't. <laughs> but for the sake, you know what? Fuck it. I think I would. Yeah. The, even if I ended up being a squirrel, there's things I could do. I think being a squirrel would be quite fun. Squirrel? <laughs> sure, why not? Sure, There's not definitely with... things that would be harder. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, you know, why not? What about you? Would you? Right now, yes. The world <laughs> all fucked up, yes. I mean... Why not? You're right about that, absolutely. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'd be real pissed if I ended up immortal, you know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it would be funny that would make me mad <laughs> but uh, just yeah i i think previously i don't think i'd have answered that way but yes right that surprised now, me right now i'm just like yeah fuck it give yeah. me put me near a rift let me see what i mutate into what do you have to lose right now <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> is things gonna get worse all right ah <laughs> uh, i know awesome okay yeah um cool enjoy cleanest quits notes yay so we are going to the world of a small town in the south called the mystic bayou and this is a town where magical people and humans have lived together in harmony for many 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 centuries and we meet jillian 
who is a researcher from the Institute for Cooperation Among Special Creatures or something. <laughs> I don't remember what it was called. It's, it was uh, I missed it too, but it was pretty Because they just called it the Institute after that, right? Yeah, after that it was just yeah. that. Yep. Anyway, so anyway, she's an anthropologist who is trained to go and study uh, magical beings, shifters, fairies... All kind witches, all kind of magical beings. She studies their culture and their uh, societies. And so she is supposed to be in South America, but she gets called back by the Institute and sent to the Mystic Bayou because her boss is actually in the hospital with a unicorn wound in his stomach. <laughs> the greatest, and it has the greatest story behind it, it ever. Does. Oh, and so I'm not going to tell you now in the clits notes, but we'll get there eventually. So here she is, her first ever field um, investigation, and it's a really big one for the League because this is one of the only cities in the world where humans know about the supernatural creatures and are cool with it. They just live there with them in harmony. It's a very well-run city, and they're trying to understand how they cooperate and how they they socially uh, have achieved this kind of success. So she shows up. Not everyone's happy she's there, in particular a certain... Uh, sheriff in town named Bael is uh, not the Bill? most welcome. Bill? Bill? No, Bael. 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 Bael, <laughs> Bael <So> Boone. <laughs> and he's not the most welcoming in the beginning. He uh, he had prepared for Dr. Ranconi. No, Dr. <laughs> Maserati. Ranconi is a man. She's the narrator. That's the narrator. What the fuck was his name? Whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't remember. He's not I a character in the book. I think it was something like Maserati, but it wasn't It is, Maserati. but it's not. It's not that. <laughs> That's not it. But anyway, <laughs> he had done all the background research, understood him, knew what kind of person he was. He was a really, like, career-oriented, like, out-for-himself type of guy. And, and Bill was like, er, <laughs> Bail. <laughs> he was like, that's cool. I understand him. I know what's going to happen. So he's thrown a left you know, uh, this curveball of this completely new, kind of hot researcher who Mm -hmm. stumbles into town and she's tired and she doesn't know why she's there. And they put her up in this weird house outside of town where there's no bathroom and all kinds of crazy and a swing for a bed. (laughs) And so he's he's concerned he's not going to be able to control her research as much as he was going to be able to do with the other previous doctor. So naturally, they start spending some time together and uh, he needles her by you know calling like saying she's inexperienced and she doesn't know what she's doing and questioning her abilities and that upsets her because she's a very intelligent very capable person and she's like no i know what the fuck i'm doing who do you think you are and she needles him by asking him a million questions that are personal that he doesn't want to answer and (laughs) trying to find out all the stuff that you know he's trying to keep secret about his town and naturally you know one thing leads to another and he's a dragon and we get hot dragon sex oh my god oh (laughs) my god that's Uh, And then, you know, some people die. We had to figure that out. He's the sheriff, so he has to investigate, figure out who's dying and why. And Mm -hmm. they find him and they, um, well, they they were trying to arrest him, but he got eaten by an alligator, so. I know. (laughs) So the murderer gets justice, I guess, in a way. He's dead now and uh, everybody's happy after that. Oh, so good. Hot dragon sex. Dude, I think... It's so funny. Each time we read <laughs> a new dragon, it's our favorite dragon. <laughs> oh, I know. And I'm fucking in love with this dragon. I was annoyed at him at first, but of course you're always annoyed with the guy at first. Or or, or like the main characters because they're standoffish and they've got the past and trying to hide their secret and whatever it is that they need to do to prevent themselves from having feelings for this new person that comes into their life. But I fucking love Bale so much. And I I wish that dragons were real. And I want every dragon to be like him. I know. So it is. we do this with every dragon book. Every dragon book becomes the next best dragon book. <laughs> I think because this book isn't per se a dragon book. I mean, obviously, there's a dragon yeah. in this book. But it's not a new series about dragons. It's not some mission about saving the world and your brothers and the human sacrifices and whatever. Yes. So I will let one of our past dragons still be my favorite, like, dragon world. But this is my new favorite city. Like, this is my new favorite place to live. I want to live in Mystic Bayou. This town. Yes, this town. Mm -hmm. This town 
is Stars Hollow on Supernatural. Gilmore Girls. Yeah, no, it, yeah, but it's, it's Stars Hollow from Gilmore Girls, but on Supernatural. Oh! You get it? Like, <laughs> like, 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 it's, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, I, I'm just, I'm mixing shows. <laughs> I was so, like, I don't so think Stars like, Hollow is Supernatural. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Stars Hollow from Gilmore Girls. I get what you're saying. cute town with all the funny characters and they all yes. love each other, but also are like in each other's lives too much. Yes. And all that shit. So it's all of that, but on Supernatural. And it's Supernatural. Yes, with the Supernatural connotation. I got it now. At first I was like, no. Okay, well, I'm glad not. you made me clarify because <laughs> no one else would have gotten it either then. <laughs> They're like, I don't remember Stars Hollow on Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you're absolutely right. It's the little town that everybody adores and wants to be a part of because everybody that lives there is the greatest. And then there's that supernatural, paranormal, magical element. In. And they've got like, they've got everything here. The fireflies are fairies. Yeah. They're fairies. They're yeah. the ones with the lid butt. I should, yeah, probably explain. Like part of the <laughs> lure of Mystic Bayou is right outside of town in the swamp is a rift. And we don't know a lot about it yet. This is still early. It's the first book in a series. I think there's like four or five books now that Molly has written in this world. And I think we find out more about the rift as the books go. But in the beginning, really all we know is that it's this rift where all the supernatural creatures are just naturally drawn to it. So like I said, for hundreds of years, they've been moving to this town to be near the rift because it's magical energy like them. And now in recent years, the rift has been putting out excessive energy and occasionally turning humans into magical creatures. Yep. And that is Mm -hmm. not the way this world works. That's not normal. (laughs) It's not typical. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, like a 50 year old woman wakes up one day and can turn into to a full-blown porcupine <laughs> when yes. she's angry so so the town's dealing with a lot of like uncertainty they want the league to come in and help them because the league's going to give them money and they don't have a lot in this town it is a small southern town they don't have any doctors that can specifically take care of magical creatures you know themselves like and humans so they need a new doctor in town so the the league's going to bring them money but they don't really feel comfortable telling the league about the rift and maybe you know the humans that it's transforming <laughs> the magical creatures that live there because the world the rest of the world doesn't really know about the paranormal creatures that live out there i think there might be some suspicion and other creatures that live in cognito with people and humans in the regular part of the world so not very many people and that's also one of the reasons why they don't want her in there because they don't want her to expose any secrets um, yes about their secret lives as shifters and magical beings yes and she is human at least she starts out human uh-huh. spoiler alert oh uh. so so jillian was like investigating they knew about the rift the the institute knew about the rift but i don't think they understood its powers and they definitely didn't know about the changes that were occurring with with humans and sometimes like i said older humans being changed or even families with no magical lineage all of a sudden giving birth to a shifter or some kind of magical creature being born all of a sudden they're like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) so it's so that's part of it they want her to help them but they also don't want her to know too much the mayor who we haven't talked about yet zed Zed. Giant oh, bear shifter Zed. Zed. <laughs> Love He's Zed. doing this, you know, to he thinks it's going to help the town to have the institute out there. But there's still, you know, there's tension. And then people start dying and there's yes. more tension. And then there's dragon sex. And there then everything works out fine. <laughs> incredible dragon sex. Okay, so... Was this when after they discovered that Ted had died or was it a different situation for the first sexual escapade? It's after both. Oh, even after the the lady too? I forgot what her Mm -hmm. name was. Okay. So, no, I'm confused and I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. So, a couple of, I think it's after both. Nope. It's not after both. It's after just the first one. I thought it was just after Ted. And because then it started raining. Well, it's not that same day or anything. No, it's not that same because he... Nope. Okay. The first person dies. 
she found the body. They, you know, investigate a bit. And then a like, couple days pass and whatever. And then she goes to the pie shop and meets Bale in the pie shop and mm-hmm. says, I've been going through the census records and you've got people with powers coming out of purely human families. So she's, she's done all this research yes. just in the census. Yeah. Which, side note. Fill out your census, guys. Fill out your census, guys. You're not doing anything else right now. Just right? fucking what sign on. What are you doing? Census.us.com. money for Actually, your communities. Yeah. I just don't know if that's type in Census 2020. You'll be fine. Do it. You'll just do there. it. It's, it's like two minutes long. Do it. Unless there's a lot of people in your family, then it takes a lot longer. <laughs> if but you've got a four-person like, family, it's still it's like 10, 15 minutes. minutes if, even if you have like eight, it's right. fine. Just do it. Do just it. do it. Anyway, okay, side, back to back to the story. <laughs> so she found all of this information out just from the census, and she starts talking to him about it, and he's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> yeah. And then he explains why they were trying to keep it secret, and she goes, well, I have to see the rift. And so he takes oh, her out to the rift. That's what it was. Yes. And then as they're there, it starts to rain and like mm-hmm. almost hurricane, and then he takes her to his horde. Look, I'm going to take you to this place, but you have to promise, promise me that you would never, ever, ever tell anybody about this place. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. You guys have to listen to it. It's the best. It's the fucking It's best. so good. So he takes her to the side of a mountain. No, it- a bunker that he built. I thought it was the side of a mountain. No, because there's no mountains. It's the fucking bayou. That's why I was confused about. Okay, that's why. Okay, it makes more sense because I think I remembered something and obviously it wasn't the right thing. (laughs) I thought it was strange that she said that because it was the bayou, there was flatland everywhere. This mountain here wouldn't have fit. And that's because it wasn't actually there. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, he made it. He tried to make it fit in with the surroundings but dragons are mountainous creatures by nature but there are mountains in the bayou and you can't build underground because it's just floodland so he had to build a kind of a hill <laughs> and put his treasure in it but try to make it, it not look treasure. like a hill <laughs> or not like a building you know this is something that i've learned since we started really reading about dragons and actually just most like some of our most recent dragons that dragons and it must be like part of their lore but dragons love treasure and they love shiny things and gold oh i didn't know that i had yes. no idea that is a long-standing all. lore about Ooh. dragons like is that that's, they they hoard shit that's the thing that they do right yeah yeah I didn't know that. I had no idea. None. Until it was really um, when we read, oh, I can't remember. It was the djinn. It was the threesome one. The djinn, the dragon, and the... Hybrid miss it. Yes, hybrid from Eve. And uh, it wasn't really until then that it dawned on me. I was like, oh. Because the ice dragon had a horde. Mm -hmm. And and before that was the other one with the chaise lounge that you love so much. Slay Me by uh, Kate. You sla- Katie McAllister. Katie McAllister. You yes. Slay Me. Sorry. It's yes, the, the wyvern. Yes. The, I yes. fucking love that one. Jesus, yes, I can't remember did. all of the dragon sex that I love. Oh, they were so good. The dragon. Oh, and then this one. Fucking on a pile of fucking gold. And <laughs> I have to say, I was surprised at how appealing she made it sound. Oh my god, the writing was so good. Because if you take away a lot of the words about this beautiful golden hoard, and you use more normal words like coins and money, I don't want to fuck on that. No. Do you know how gross and dirty money is? <laughs> Have you ever counted a whole bunch of coins and smelled right? your hand? Or looked at the dirt that's left on it's your fingers? fucking gross. <laughs> it's so disgusting like it just smells like metal and sweat somehow it's oh it's people's money jars are usually disgusting right oh yeah you don't, don't want to fuck on that <laughs> but when you describe <laughs> gleaming mountains of golden doubloons i kind of want to fuck on that <laughs> it well, doesn't evoke smell memory no. of like pennies <laughs> <laughs> Dirty, coppery pennies. Oh my god, I could smell it right now. Yeah, you could smell it. You you know what I'm talking about. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) Go smell your pockets right now. That's what coins smell like. They're not good. But but I didn't get that in the scene. I just got beautiful glinty, because like firelight 
It yeah. Was just lit by a torch. So there was beautiful, like, shimmery gold light everywhere and a hot dragon with wings. I mean, he was and- a human. He just yeah. had wings. His wings came out for the sex, which was... Oh, oh my god. <laughs> well, I love that she was just like, now, hold on now. I don't... It wasn't this scene. It was another scene where she was just like, that's borderline something I'm not willing to cross yet. <laughs> With bestiality or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. this first scene, the way that Molly wrote it was so... It was playful, but it was so sexy. Because I think the great thing about this was that... In a lot of the books that we've read before, while I enjoy it, it didn't really have too much sexual tension between the two characters in the beginning or throughout their whole interaction and stuff. There was the attraction and everything, but there never really was any side thought about, oh, I really want to fuck her or her ass is really nice or he's, you know, it was always he's he's hot, he's attractive or he's an ass because actually she <laughs> she was annoyed by him a lot at first and he didn't want her to be there. So as their attraction grew with each other later on in the book and right before this, the first sex scene, the way that she wrote the scenes, this scene in particular was really good because they both had wanted it, of course. And as she's awkwardly talking and making mention of the gold or talking about other things and just making funny remarks because she's super quippy and super smart mouth he's like undressing her and then he'll say something and she's taking off his belt and they're just like talking the whole time which is not something that i enjoy because i don't like it when you (laughs) talk to me when we're fucking just shut up and fuck (laughs) but this one was so much fun and then it it fucking sprouts wings (laughs) (laughs) like the most beautiful what is it he was golden green green and like oh just so beautiful yeah exactly like what you're saying it didn't like the whole time you were like are they gonna have sex or are they just talking like it was was super (laughs) interesting it was a really interesting lead into because it was not obvious no 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 it was like they're just gonna sit here and chat and then the next thing you know he's got his hand under her shirt but she's still talking about where'd you get this ancient mayan mask (laughs) (laughs) and he's just talking to her and then and then he takes her shirt off and she's like these are spanish doubloons yes (laughs) and then he's like you didn't know i was a dragon and she's like no you didn't tell me and i was like um he mentioned eggs and he blew smoke the signs were there. <laughs> <laughs> the dragon statue on the buildings. Well, also that one, uh, one of the interviews that she did, the guy was like, and then the dragons came. And I was like, yes. And she didn't say anything. And I was like, nope, the dragons. <laughs> that was, uh, the dragons came. First hint. But anyway, it was fun. Cause yeah, she couldn't figure out what kind of shifter he was the whole time. And she didn't want to ask. So yeah, all of a sudden yeah. when he took her to her, his horde, she figured it out. She's, She's like, like, oh, oh. yeah. And I love, I love the scenes or I love when it's written where they explain why they're preparing their walls or their sex for the penis because the penis is so big (laughs) and so long and so huge and just like, wow, you know? So those descriptors about, oh, now I know why he was trying to get me ready because that dick is big. (laughs) (laughs) Without saying the phrase, that dick is big. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Without saying it. Exactly. She used some real very graceful words and explanation she didn't use any of the real in your face type of words like cock she didn't nope. say cock nope i think we she got lengths no nope. yeah we got, got lengths and yep. wetness and it was mm-hmm. a very uh, it's just fun i mean it's fun it's and mm-hmm. then yeah after they they go through it they have sex and then afterwards they lay there talking and then she's like let's go and he's just like what and she's like, yeah, we gotta go. let's go back and stop trading. We don't have to be here anymore. And he's just like, yeah. okay. He's like, I kind of want to keep you forever. Uh, it, uh, in um, my hoard. In my hoard. <laughs> now that you why know why are you not getting this? It's so funny. <laughs> it's so good. So some other things like well we could probably talk about that sex scene for a long time because i love it i also love the next one when he comes storming over to her house because she received the package from her ex-boyfriend <laughs> we have a lot to say about him so we're gonna get to him but oh fuck you tate but first so <laughs> she those scenes are so i don't, know. Fucking I don't hot. even know how to approach all of this no. i think i could probably talk about this book for like two years <laughs> I really love this book. Guys. I love this book too. I could basically reenact the whole book for you, but I don't think I should. I think you guys should all listen to it or do read it. it. Let's do it. 
<laughs> but yeah, so I think we should, we'll touch on Tate. We'll get back to kind of more about that later. But Tate is her ex-boyfriend. So this is why, part of why Jillian is kind of standoffish. She's not ready for another relationship. She'd been with Tate for a number of years following college. She, he was her first big relationship after college. And like, he's paper perfect. You know, he's a, from mm-hmm. a powerful VC family. He's a lawyer at his family's law firm. He's got it all. He's exactly the boyfriend material you want. And then things started to go wrong. He's not intellectually curious. He doesn't care about her job. He doesn't care about learning new things. He starts to... He doesn't like her friend. Yes, he her doesn't. Her best friend, Sonia. He doesn't like her, and she do- he doesn't think they should be friends, because Sonia uh-huh. is so beautiful and perfect, and that kind of woman isn't friends with someone like Jillian, which is a terrible thing to say to your girlfriend. He's very gaslighty. Oh, let's yeah. move in. Let's not move in. Let's move in. Let's not move in. Let's be serious. Let's not be serious. This is casual. No, you can't date other people. So a whole lot of back and forth wishy-washy bullshit. She puts up oh, with yeah. it for years. And over the course of time, he breaks her down emotionally and, and self-esteem-wise, because that's what manipulative gaslighting assholes. people do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Also known mm-hmm. as assholes. That's what they do. And eventually she finally comes to her senses and she does, you know, break up with him and go, you know, this isn't the way a real relationship is supposed to be. And it takes her and Sonia working, Sonia, working together for a while to kind of rebuild herself because he really did a number on her. But she's like, I'm not ready. I just want to focus on my job. She's done a lot to get here in her career and she doesn't want to, you know, blow it by being in a romantic relationship with the town sheriff. (laughs) Oh, wait. Too late. (laughs) Too late. (laughs) So anyway, naturally, her ex-boyfriend intuits that she is starting to move on and interested in another man. And even though she is thousands of miles away, he figures like he just he can just sense it because that's what these fucking assholes can do. (laughs) And so he sends her a box of cupcakes and a whole lovely note about you know, how they need to be. It's like, he he realizes how wrong he yep. was for breaking up with her. Oh, <laughs> fuck that. Yep. And he wants to come visit her in the bayou. And then uh, she naturally does not like this letter, and she gives away the cupcakes. But, of course, in a small town, everyone witnessed... Everybody knows. <laughs> ...what happened, and naturally they tell... They- Bail that she Bail hears it from Zed who heard it from the woman that gave her that she gave the cupcakes to. From- no, no, no. Not that. One of Zed's cousins was standing outside and saw oh. her in her car. But it, it wasn't the post office lady. Oh, I thought it was the post office lady. Okay. Because no. somebody so she got two packages. The second package is from her friend and it included a stuffed dragon and some cookies. So she oh, was yes. in she was seen in her car <laughs> holding right. a, a dragon and eating cookies. And they also did know she had gotten a gift from an ex-boyfriend. So the person who saw her thought it was the same thing. And told it. Zed. And then Zed told. She got a stuff. Dragon. dragon. Drogon. Drogon. Daenerys' favorite dragon. <laughs> yeah. From, from Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. So anyway. So so naturally, Bale hears this story about her cuddling a stuffed animal and eating cupcakes from an ex. And he storms <laughs> over to her house to quickly... Fuck her. <laughs> to covet her again. You are mine. Oh, that's a good scene. I I want that to happen at least once in my life. How fucking... Oh, just like arousing and fun and exciting that would be if you're just like sitting around in your underwear, like reading a newspaper or a book or something, and then your lover just flies through the door and starts like takes you, picks you up and like walks you to the bedroom and undresses you and just fucking takes you. Oh, I want it so bad. Oh, that'd be so amazing. And that's part of why I love these books so much because it's such good escapism. Yes. There's a lot in that that is very unrealistic. Oh, yeah. Like, understandably, most people in most relationships, he's not able to fully lift you up, undress you while carrying you upstairs. Right. Like, single-handedly. That, that's, that's, no. But he's a dragon, so we can <laughs> totally suspend all belief and be like, yeah, of course dragons can of single-handedly course. carry a whole grown woman upstairs while undressing her. Yes. That's totally fine. <laughs> I have no questions asked. So... <laughs> It's so true. Please continue. But, you know, that's 
not gonna happen to me you know no one's it gonna storm home it's and not gonna happen to anybody <laughs> carry <laughs> carry my ass up the stairs at <sighs> all so that would be so wonderful well and then he like finds out about this not the sex swing but the uh, bed <laughs> on a rope <laughs> when he finally takes her up to the room did they do it on the bed yes and it upheld the dragon like he didn't turn into a dragon while they were fucking but i would imagine well apparently it just he like bumped it into the wall so hard he broke the plaster <laughs> <laughs> but the bed stayed up i don't oh know how the God. bed stayed up i really think having sex on a bed that's suspended from the ceiling would definitely make it fall down that's a that's a problem i would think but now i want a bed that hangs from the ceiling oh i don't that sounded awful no <laughs> oh. oh my god i would love it love it no <laughs> i move around all night long that's true all night long it would just be swinging and i'd be like oh you and i are oh. two different two different <laughs> types of sleepers that's very true yeah <laughs> it would be awful it's also why water beds are terrible no one should get oh one. i do hate water beds i don't like those either <laughs> no but another great thing that i like about her scenes after sex are the pillow talks that they have afterwards they're just like very comfortable with each other especially because <laughs> it was just the scene when they woke up and she was wrapped in his wing and he was in the dragon form no it's just a different scene that's i'm not, mixing them all she, up she moves into his house that's what it was okay <laughs> God, there's so much things in there. It's, I would it's like great. to take this moment to point out <laughs> that in the time that they were a couple, they had sex on a pile of gold, <laughs> a swinging bed, and a pillow hoard. But at no a point pillar. in a normal regular bed. <laughs> I want a pillow hoard too. Like I a did. nest of pillows. Yes. Really, really, really soft pillows. And that's when she wakes up like wrapped in his wing. Yeah. And he's a dragon. Because that's oh, his first time God. he dragon he full dragons out. Full dragons, yeah. Yeah. While oh she's God. sleeping and, and he he cradles her in his wing and she wakes yep. up like, What the fuck? <laughs> I want that so bad. I do too. So bad. Oh my and then God, he I like just love it. licks her with his weird tongue and like grabs yeah. her ankle and she's like, "Okay, that's what she's like. You got to turn back and do it." Yeah, <laughs> not ready for this point in our relationship yet. Yeah, but anyway, then, what I love about yes, that after sex scenes is like the pillow talk and like how comfortable they are with each other and that they just lie around naked and just have that intimate moment even after they've just done it. I know it's different, obviously, for everybody, but Dan and I are naked all the fucking time. And we're more careful now that the boys are older. So now I'm naked in a robe all the time. But in our bedroom and stuff and at night, we are completely naked. Like, that's just how we're comfortable. That's how we sleep. But do you have those moments? Is that something that you're comfortable with doing? Like, how is that for you in your... And you totally don't have to tell me. Of but like, course for I us, have to talk. That's like the <laughs> point of the podcast. <laughs> So, like, for us, we're super comfortable with it. But, like, does that give you any comfort at all? Like, if, if you even do it? To a degree, I think it's not as common for me in my relationships. I think it's mostly due to the different times that me and my partners have preferred. Like, I really like morning sex. Okay. And I like to have sex in the morning and then I want to get up and go shower and start my day. Like, right. I don't want to uh, lay around and chat. <laughs> sure. Okay, I get it. But I, I love this book for that because there's something that feels very, like you said, like very easy, comfortable, but also very real about it. Yeah. Like it's the way real relationships are. It's And human. I know it's not the way everything is. It's very human. Sure. And I and I definitely have had moments like that, that I was like, yeah, I know what this is. I, I mm -hmm. recognized it. It's not common for me, though. Okay. Because then if I don't, if we don't have morning sex, if we have evening sex or night sex... <laughs> <laughs> then funny usually, how morning sex is the thing but yeah that's well that's my thing i might not no, I no, might no, be no, allowed no. in that but you're no you're good you're good <laughs> <laughs> but then there's more opportunity for talking afterwards okay. in the evening or at night you know right laying right. around naked just kind of chatting yeah it's just not it's not a big morning thing because then i just like to get up and be done you know sure <laughs> <laughs> sex please i gotta start my day <laughs> and i'm like the opposite i'm like sex please i gotta go to sleep <laughs> 
But there are moments where it's just fun. Not the bickering, but the bantering back and forth and making fun of whatever and just laughing, but still enjoying the intimacy of all of it. It's it's wonderful. I think it's a great feeling. Absolutely. I'm not a morning person, so I don't like morning anything. Morning sex, morning talk, morning <laughs> none of it. Yeah. <laughs> so. My current partner is not a morning person either, so I don't I don't get morning sex right now at the moment. Oh, so. no. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, we got to change that. Yeah, well. It's okay. We'll be all fine. It's fine. We're fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> so now... We've done all of the fun, lovely parts that we love about this book. But I think something that's also very important in this book that we shouldn't skim over is Tate. And yeah, even though <laughs> it's interesting because he's not actually in the book. No. She just references him a couple of times and he sends those cupcakes. He's not a yep. character. He doesn't show up. He doesn't ruin anything. It's not a thing. Nope. But it's important enough that I think it's definitely a topic we should talk about yep. in more detail. Because at the end of the day... That's abuse. It's emotional abuse. And it sucks. It does. There are these games that people like him like to play where they manipulate and they, like you said, gaslight. And they're just all over the place. And then they make you feel so bad about it when you start to recognize it. And when you start to defend yourself about it. Because then they flip it on you and they're like, oh, well, why do you feel that way? I'm not that guy. And then you start to feel bad about it or whatever. And so manipulation in a relationship is just, it's the fucking worst. It, it's a mind fuck that a lot of people either don't see or they can't defend themselves against. No, that's the whole point of it is that... That yeah. it makes gaslighting makes you question your reality. Oh, well, if he says that's the way it is, then I must be wrong. Right. I'm not remembering that correctly. Oh, I never did tell him that. I'm the run in the wrong. And because they're so certain. Yes. And they're, they're so, confident. so confident. And they're so, this is the way it is. And so then, usually by the end, you don't know yourself. Yep. You don't know anything. <laughs> you question yourself about everything because you're like, well, I don't know. I can't figure anything out. I'm, everything's wrong. You know, is this, do I look good in these clothes? Should I wear my hair like this? I don't know. You question everything about yourself because they've systematically broken you down to a place yeah. where you can't exist without them. It's a way of making you dependent. That's exactly it. And it's start, really hard to escape. And you start to doubt yourself and doubt everything, the way you feel and that confidence that you used to have within yourself starts to break down and that's when they've got you and that's when you start thinking well i need him so that he can guide me and help me through this because he's gotten me here so far and blah 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 and blah 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 that jillian figured that out and left when she did she left him right yes yeah. she did she even, though he, even keeps though he keeps saying, likes to think yeah he keeps he saying i shouldn't have that. left you because <laughs> mm -hmm. that's another part of when it. she's yeah <laughs> when she's like Fuck you, dude. I loved you. So it was really big and very important and so self-aware that she was able to do that. So that's very empowering, I think. Yeah. And I think a lot of people need to realize that within their relationships, too, that those ones aren't healthy. No. If, if someone's always making you question yourself and everything, that's not a good sign. If they're constantly changing their minds or their emotions and you can't get your footing because you don't know which way they're going to swing one night from to the next, that's mm -hmm. not good. That's a sign. Definitely if they're trying to separate you from friends. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a, a big bad one sign. Friends or family. Yeah. So... Hopefully, no one is experiencing that right now. But if you are, there's ways out. Just absolutely ask for help. So, yeah, Jillian, I think a lot of it because of Sonia, her best friend, was able to help her get out and realize that the relationship was not right. And Sonia is another one of those fucking best friends that everybody needs in their life. <laughs> She was amazing. I fucking loved Sonia. <laughs> Absolutely. She's the best. She was great. She's fucking hacking people's emails so she could tell her like what right? the bosses are up to. Yeah, she's like, dude, this is what's going to happen and you need to be really careful with this. Figure this out, study this paper and answer it the way I tell you to answer it. Yeah, she's great. So yeah, let's segue into our kiss and tell. I kiss and tell. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely. So because of the relationship that Jillian had with Tate, the abuse and the self-doubt and everything, our kiss and tell for the episode is going to be about whether or not we have ever been in a relationship 
that was like this, that was so much work, or the other person was so wishy-washy and they made you doubt yourself, or the boyfriend didn't like your friends, or they gave you mixed signals and mixed feelings and just really broke you down. A situation like this that Jillian was able to get herself out of. Um, yeah, I have something kind of quite similar. It was my last relationship before my current one and very similar to Jillian's where when she started dating Tate they were going to keep it casual yeah until she you know was out at dinner with a friend and he flipped out and said no I don't like you seeing other guys right (laughs) so then they became less casual but then he didn't want to move in together until she didn't want to move in and then he did and all of those stuff so very similar to that every time i thought i knew if we were in a serious relationship or if we were just casual he would change it on me Mm -hmm. i couldn't quite decide i thought it was i mean when you're together for almost three whole years sure right yeah Yeah. (laughs) it feels kind of serious but it was never clear it was very subject to interpretation and his Mm -hmm. mood you i can't I literally can't see anything. Your screen is black. Uh, I'm making Sorry. a a fuck you. I know who this guy is. Face. Of course you. Know. <laughs> Sorry. Like he didn't. Like he didn't ever have any problems with my friends or anything. And he wasn't like super gaslighty. But it was very. There were and there were a lot of signs that I was willfully ignoring. And that's you know I, I was at a period in life where. My gut was telling me one thing, but I was very determined that if I just didn't acknowledge it, it wasn't true. You know? Yeah. But I also think that your relationship with him inflated that, that he helped with those feelings. You know what I mean? Like, it was like a facade that he made it seem so much better than, and then you started to then tell yourself that and believe that within yourself. Mm -hmm. No, I, that's 100% true. And it was messed up. Now, I'm lucky because he ended it. And I probably wouldn't have for who knows how long. You know, it's, I didn't, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, you don't know this story. I didn't know that he ended. I thought you ended it. No. So it was the night that you and Ems were over. I was the house on Madison. Yeah. And we were celebrating her engagement. Like she had just gotten engaged. And I think we even had some champagne. Okay. And he had like called me and I didn't want to answer because I was hanging out with you. But I like picked it up and he just said, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I've got a girlfriend. What? Yes. Selena, you never told us any of this. (laughs) So I instantly hung up because I was like, I can't do that right now. (laughs) Oh, my But, you know, it was like, I've I've got a girlfriend who I'm going to be serious about, but I want us to stay friends. And so I hung up and he started texting me. I was like, look, it's fucking girls night and you know it. I can't talk to you. Oh, my God. So then I was just like, we're celebrating Emily. No, because obviously I'm not going to talk about it right then. We're celebrating Emily's engagement. But that was like six years ago. We should have (laughs) known about it within between that. No, because then we had a wedding to plan and all kinds of shit. I wasn't going to bring it up. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. No. (laughs) I did not know this story. I thought you left him. No. Because you found out he had a girlfriend. I knew he had a girlfriend. I did, but I didn't know that. No. 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 He told me on that phone call. <laughs> and oh I was God. like, okay. And then I eventually like texted him and I was like, okay, what is this about? And he said, you know, he kind of gave me the whole thing that, he, you know, he's seeing somebody who he wants to be serious with. And I was like, okay, that's it. And he immediately put on facebook that he was in a relationship with her and that's when i asked him to unfriend all of you because i was like because i hadn't even told you guys that we were done yet and all of a sudden he's he's on he's he's facebook official with someone else and i was just like oh i can't go through this process no no because you know we would have said yes we would have questioned something so i was like you have to unfriend all my friends that's not fair for you to do that yeah on facebook right now and then I, yeah, was like, no, we're done. And I had, I think I made Dan take some stuff over to his house and drop he it did. off. Yeah, we both did. We <laughs> yeah, both did. And um, I was like, I can't do that right uh, now. So, 
I stayed in the car because I was mad, but that's because <laughs> I thought, because I, I knew about the girlfriend. I just didn't know who, I, I had no idea that it was him who called you and broke up with you. And so I told Dan to do it because I wasn't going to do it. I didn't want to face him. And he was all like, yeah, no hard feelings. I hope we could still hang out. And Dan's like, no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, He's like, that's my girl. <laughs> and Kalina is her girl, you know, pretty much. I, it didn't go exactly that way, but yeah. it was pretty much. Then I was like, nah, no, here's your shit <laughs> later, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. No. Wow. Yeah, no. I'm a- <laughs> you don't get my friends at the breakup, bitches. <laughs> no, fuck you. She's yeah. mine in the divorce. Fuck you. Dude, no, had no, no idea. Well- yeah. I don't think Emily does either. Well, hey, Ems. <laughs> em, episode 63, mile marker 45 minutes, or whatever it is we're at. <laughs> Go listen. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that that happened well, that way. I'm not. I mean... Well, it's it was a, a shitty all situation better. to it was be a shitty. in. And yes, I was not in a good place for a long time about it. Yeah. And then I found out more about her and I was like, what a fucking idiot this dude is. Oh my God. <laughs> well, and they're not together anymore. No, no. Obviously. He's with the person he was always going to end up leaving somebody for, which everyone saw fucking coming. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to talk about that after. We can, that that can, that's a long, like, yeah, we won't, that's not for the podcast. <laughs> that's a side podcast. No. That is. <laughs> oh my God. That's so crazy. I did but not yeah. know that. So, yeah, to make it, yeah, bring it back to the book. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't honest with me. He wasn't truthful, but it made, he did spend some time making it feel like it was me. Like I was crazy. And then, very similar to the book, how, you know, after all of that, you know, after a couple of years, Tate shows back up with fucking cupcakes to try and lure her back in because he had Uh sense, he had a second sense that maybe she was moving on yeah yeah. how how it wasn't too long into my relationship with patrick when i I think i remember this yeah Mm -hmm. like out of the goddamn blue we haven't communicated in like four years four or something years a while yeah Yeah, it's been a while since that night basically or i guess the date a couple days following yeah when i you know and all of a sudden out of the blue he texts me he's like hey I don't know if this is your phone or not, but hey, what's up? Oh, the audacity. And I was just like, go fuck your... I didn't even respond and deleted it, but go fuck yourself. Oh, my (laughs) God. I think... I I mean, I do remember him doing that. Well, because I showed that to you. I was like, yeah, I I need somebody to see this. (laughs) I actually think... Did that happen during a girls' night? I think it did. Or like one of the nights we were together. Maybe. I don't know. We were together. Yeah. We were together. I think I was like... It might have even been a recording. (laughs) And I was just like... What just happened? Yeah, I think you're right. Oh my god, that's so crazy. That's mind blowing. I had no idea yeah. that that's how so, that ended up. He is for sure a Tate. <laughs> oh god, yeah. And he's got that pompous I am the man that every woman in the world wants type mm-hmm. of attitude, which is not true. Not true. Mm-hmm. Oh well, okay. Um no, that's a story. <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one. That was a good one. I had little bits and pieces of different relationships that I was in. My first fiance was not the kindest guy to me sometimes when it came to him being in control of his emotions. If he couldn't explain something to me with words of like how he felt or something, he made me feel bad about it. Like it was my fault that he didn't know how to use words. (laughs) So that was really bad. And I was young, so of course I was like, okay. And I and I did feel bad about a lot of it, and I was always apologetic. And then I was in one particular relationship, probably two relationships before Dan, where this guy that I was casually seeing, you know, we were just like hanging out and like, you know, fucking and hanging out and fucking and just doing our thing. And we had a good times together. We were having a lot of fun. And then one night out of the blue, and I think I actually might have talked about this on a past episode, but one night out of the blue, he texted me and asked me who was in bed next to me. And I was just like, what? Fuck you. We are not exclusive. In fact, I asked you if you wanted to be in a relationship and you told me you didn't. So now you're asking me who's in bed next to me because you're not. And then after that, I was done. Yeah. So I gave you that choice. I said, look, 
I know we decided that we were just going to just have fun and have this casual thing. It was fun and it was all great. But I cannot help the potential feelings that are going to start growing because I could feel that coming in me. I'm a lover. That's who I am. Mm -hmm. And you weren't into it. So I walked away from that. You can't come back to me and start asking me all these questions about who's in bed next to me when you didn't want to be that guy next to me. So fuck you. I would say that's my other one. But I've been pretty lucky. Dan is like the best guy in the world and he gaslights me for fun stuff not (laughs) (laughs) not for anything that manipulates me in any kind of way but just because i am super gullible about a lot of things and he likes to make fun of me at times awning awning yes that's exactly (laughs) and now he's got the rest of my fucking friends saying you and patrick (laughs) and ryan all of you guys say which is funny it's not hurtful at all and we would only do it if we knew it was in a good exactly you guys were there for that conversation so (laughs) so it's all good so but uh, when i give him shit about gaslighting you about that stuff too so oh yeah and now i say it all the time yeah now i say i'm like you gaslighting motherfucker he's like you just learned a new word and now you're using it all the time (laughs) it is one of my favorite words (laughs) my brother's a gaslighter alex is you think that's why he's like going to be king of the world he keeps getting all these things and gifts and houses and cars and wills from people (laughs) I think that's just, I don't think that's separate. I think that's just because people just love him. But (laughs) he absolutely will play the, no, you never told me that. And it is such bullshit. Oh, no. (laughs) It is such bullshit. You're like, we had this conversation. And no, no, we didn't. And it's like the most infuriating because you're sitting there going, yes, I I know we did. I have a vivid memory of it. No. And and he has like no room. No room for no wiggle room. He's absolutely certain that Nut. that didn't happen. Yep. Like it, it did. Shut up and just say you forgot it. But he won't. He won't. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> He's like, no, that didn't happen. And I'm like, it, it did. It did. You have to stop fucking. <laughs> Yes. So luckily, I mean, he's luckily not a evil gaslighter, but oh, he's not. I think he honestly forgets, but instead of acknowledging that fact, he just <laughs> is adamant that things didn't happen. I could see that, Alex. It just makes sense. <laughs> he does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> Alex, mile marker fifty-two. <laughs> He for sure does not want to listen to his sister talk about sex. I know, right? I know. I love I know. that my brother likes some of our stuff on all our social media. I, know, I think it's, it's so real cute. sweet. My brother's like the sweetest guy. But I told him, I said, you better not ever fucking listen to this show. You're not going <laughs> to like it. Trust me. And he's like, oh, I don't plan on it. No, no, <sighs> no. But he does support our Facebook. So that's nice. He does. He's a really nice guy. All right. All well, right. so at the end of the end up together. They do. And we I think we have <laughs> I have two spoilers that I alerted to at the beginning that I want to okay. give people the the spoilers at the end just so that they have it. Big spoiler, because of the rift, Jillian starts to mutate and oh, becomes a phoenix. She's a fucking <laughs> phoenix. Like the fucking animal. That That's what it. I want to be. Like I was like this That's, is it. This is the this thing. Is it. Yes. I want to be a phoenix. <laughs> She gets to be the the most incredible majestic creature. The best. Anyway, yes. so that's super awesome. And two, just because it's funny and it needs to be discussed, <laughs> her boss at the beginning, who was supposed to be doing the research trip but couldn't because he had a wound from a unicorn, mm-hmm. <laughs> turns out he's into <laughs> pony play. And when his, his friend broke up with him and his pony left oh. him, so oh, he thought no. it would be a good idea to fondle a unicorn. <laughs> oh my god. And the unicorn disagreed. <laughs> Thistleweight did not appreciate the unwanted touching, so he stabbed him in the stomach with his horn. <laughs> oh my god. So that was just a funny bit oh of the story that I wanted to share. There were so many funny pit- bits of this story. That was definitely one of them. This book had me laughing out loud a ton. Oh, absolutely. It's fucking yeah. great. I love it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Just to wrap up, we'll do our fun fuck fact, which is, so because of his horde, and at first, Jillian seemed to reject his horde, 
So Baal was concerned that maybe he needed to go get a bigger hoard in order for her to love him. <laughs> Poor Baal. <laughs> Poor Baal. <laughs> His hoard's not enough. Oh, your hoard's not big enough. He was worried that she didn't think he had enough money. So I wanted to look up and see, <laughs> do people, like, does money matter? So th- I found this article on Money Watch. It was written by Quentin Fottrell, F-O-T-T-R-E-L-L. And it was published February 14th of 2019. And the title is, Do Americans Marry for Love or Money? Finally, an answer. So just to, to kind of summarize it, they did some research, kind of asked a bunch of people about marriage and their opinions and, you know, when people get married and basically come to the decision that Americans currently are waiting longer to get married and are marrying more for financial security i.e money (laughs) more than love oh my god so it's an interesting fact and i just thought i'd share it with you um we will put this link up on friday following this episode it'll be our friday fun fuck fact that week it's just so that they can afford medication when they get older <laughs> because we don't take care of our older It's just for health care. <laughs> it's for health care. I'm marrying you so that I can afford my fucking ED medication and my blood pressure medication and all of that stuff that I need to do just to survive for a couple more years. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. It's just, it's got some interesting pieces in it. I can't, you know, we're not going to sit here and read the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, kind of short answer is... People are pretty real. Americans are pretty realistic now and are marrying for. It's not that they're only marrying rich, but they're just marrying financially secure. Because it's hard to get. I mean, it's expensive. They're not marrying young anymore. People aren't marrying in at 18 right out of high school. No, no, no. They're waiting until their 30s. They're both going to have hopefully have, you know, jobs and be kind of on their way to financial success but you know then the world happens and covid makes 40 million (laughs) americans out of work so who fucking knows this might be different now than 2019 when the article was written that's true it might have changed it we're all maybe now we're getting married just for um a place to live (laughs) (laughs) i married my landlord (laughs) no that's sexual exploitation don't do it (laughs) but makes for great porn (laughs) (laughs) awesome oh cool good one hey hey let's rate let's do it yeah on three you say it ready one two three ten ten (laughs) 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 fucking love this book oh my god it's so great it's a 10 on writing it's a 10 on sex Mm -hmm. it's just a goddamn 10 it's funny and it's lovable Fucking Bale is amazing. Everything. Everything about it is great. All I want to do is read the next, like, six books. I know, right? The second one is coming up on our list. Well, not coming up, but it's on our list. We will put it on our list shortly. (laughs) Yes. We will be getting to it. Now, is the second of this series or a second or, like, a third Molly Harbor book? Do you know what I'm saying? Because we read her other one, her werewolf book, which isn't part of this series. No, it's a different series. Oh, so it's a third Molly Harper book that oh, we'll be reading. No, 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 no. If we... Do, okay. I <laughs> misunderstood. Sorry. At the moment, we don't have any other Molly Harpers on the list. I okay. will go in and add the second of the series because I want to read it. <laughs> Got it. The second of this series. I am I liked the werewolf world. And there are more books in that series. The okay. um, How to Flirt with a Naked Werewolf. Mm-hmm. I like this world better. I oh, want to live in Mystic Bayou. Me too. Me I, too. I don't like swamps or humidity or hot. And I want to <laughs> live in Mystic Bayou. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and you would have Bale's babies. I would have Bale's fucking you guys, dragon eggs. I would you guys, I would birth his egg clutch. You, you, <laughs> you don't even know. You don't even know like the, I the don't impact of this but it's babies. No. Kalina doesn't want anything to do it and she would fucking do it for this guy. That's how incredible this fucking book is. I love it. <laughs> so it's definitely a ten. Awesome. You know what else we didn't do? What? I didn't write down our next book. I have it here. Yay! So what are we reading next? So next we are reading... Hey guys, Saylet here, just doing some editing. 
wanted to interrupt and let you guys know that we've changed our book since this recording. So just giving an update that our next book is going to be Vigilante by Lawrence Hall. So this book's been on our list for a while, so we thought we'd kick it up to the top and talk about it. So join us for that. Again, Vigilante by Lawrence Hall. And you guys can get back to the original episode. Thanks. All right. So yeah, so anyway, come back and listen to that next <laughs> next episode. Yeah. But it. in the meantime, please feel free to reach out to us on social media. We are Shh Dirty Books on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. <laughs> I was like, there's <laughs> the a third one, one. It's the one we don't on. check. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't tweet us. And you can also email us at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And in all those places, it's shh with three H's. And you can find us at our website at shdirtybooks.com. We're on Goodreads if you guys want to find us there. And anywhere you would find podcasts. So if you can jump on iTunes also and give us a quick rate and review and subscribe, that would be much, much appreciated. And we would really love if you guys just reached out and said, hey, what's up? Read this book. This book was super squishy. So (laughs) we would love it. Oh, yeah, definitely give us advice. We'll read whatever, Mm -hmm. you know. Well, I'm not going to say that because that's very broad. (laughs) (laughs) We will try to I'm not going to promise to read whatever. Read this book about science and aliens. Make suggestions and, uh, hey, we just yeah. read a book about science and aliens. That was literally Fuck. last oh episode. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> We did! <laughs> what is wrong with me? Oh, it's been a long week. <laughs> it's really dark in my car. You're pitch black. I can't see you <laughs> at all. It's like I'm just talking to my black laptop screen. It really is. It is. That's all right. So, but anyway, this is Kalina. And this is Selat, and we will see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Selat. Be sure to tune in to the next episode. Get some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them. We'd like to thank Jim Townsend for that sexy and wonderful introduction.